Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dropkicks. This is our last episode under the Dropkicks name. It is our season finale. Thank you all so much for joining us here today because, Soda, uh, what a show to go out on here, uh, at least for a, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, not, not, not anything happened over the last few days in wrestling. No, not, right? not, 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 let me just check uh, social media. Oh, oh. Shit. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not like the biggest wrestling story in my 35 years of existence didn't happen yesterday. <laughs> Basically, um, it, it's got to be true. It's the biggest thing to happen in professional wrestling in years. It's the biggest news story that I can remember, and it's certainly the biggest news story that we've had to yeah. cover here on this show. Um, I, I want to tell everybody a little bit, uh, a little story here as we get started. So I sort of had compiled all the so okay let's take things back a little bit even more last week we did not have much to talk about we did had a little bit of a shorter show spent most of the show talking about dynamite rampage doing the review and everything uh and so friday rolled around friday morning and i'm like okay i think we have plenty of stuff to talk about this week there's quite a few things there's some AEW news there's some you know some triple h news Mm. uh there's maybe some something about kenny omega here you know, and I was like, okay, I think we got enough to talk about this week. So I messaged you the list of topics. You're like, okay, sounds good. You know, uh, and uh, I absolutely jinxed myself because the biggest news story of them all broke just a few hours later after I sent you that message. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. there we go. There's our topic for this week. That's what we're probably going to be spending most of the show talking about. And boy, is it ever. This, this is the biggest news story that we've yep. certainly covered on this show. And probably the biggest one that we will Ever. have to cover Ever. for a while, at yeah. least for <clears throat> like years. You know that there was, I think, the biggest news up to this point that we probably talked about was uh, was CM Punk returning yeah. to pro wrestling, and like that was such a huge thing last year. But nothing compared to uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon retiring, retiring from the industry. Uh, I, I still am not really sure if I believe it 100%. I mean, we'll I get do. into it, talk about it here, but um, this is a huge deal, everybody. So uh, we're going to be doing something that we uh, we didn't really normally focus on in the past on the show, and well, obviously we'll continue this over to Blokes of Wrestling next month. But if you guys want to get in on the conversation, send us a Streamlab. Uh, however much you, you feel comfortable giving, streamlabs.com slash network. Uh, we're able to do this now on this show. So if you want to get in with your thoughts on Vince McMahon's retirement as we get in and talk about it here, uh, please send us a stream. It really helps support the show and keep everything going. So please make sure to do that. 
um, and, and give us a subscribe on this channel. If this is the first time watching us, like, oh, these guys are talking about Vince McMahon's retirement. I should check this out. Uh, give us a subscribe. That always helps. And uh, ring the bell and and give us a thumbs up because man this is this is quite the new story here so this is so the, the flip side of your story i i, I nowadays i work i don't get as much time i'm not on twitter as much as i used to so i didn't know until you messaged me saying i'm in a movie right now i'll get in the middle it. of no yeah and i was like what so i quickly <laughs> ran to the bathroom and i saw vince mcmahon retires and i let out the biggest holy shit from the bathroom it was like yeah. oh my god like i i, I i'm Still stunned. And that's like, not in reference to your toilet uh, activity. No, 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 no. It's not okay. in reference to your toilet. It's funny. Uh, no, I, I never thought. I, I'm like everybody else. I thought Vince would have died in the seat of Gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, like, does Gorilla for a raw, then the next night, he's gone sort of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it, this is crazy. Yeah, I was in the middle of seeing Nope, uh, the new Jordan Peele movie. And I got a notification on my phone. Vince McMahon retired, announces his retirement. I was like, wait, what? So I quickly, like, I, I was at the very back of the theater, so there was nobody behind me. So I just really quickly uh, was like, okay, that, that's got to be. If I'm yeah. getting the notification about it, it's got to be big breaking news. So I messaged you, Soda, right away. I was like, dude, Vince, like, retiring, like, it's obviously we're the big, big Vince thing we'll talk about. And you're like, oh, shit. And then I kind of waited and then finished the movie and then uh, went and, and, did the research and saw all the news stories about it yeah. and everything, but let's, uh, let's get in and talk about this here and what it all means. Cause I'm sure this is probably going to take up most of the discussion. We'll sort of do more of a quicker uh, review of, of AW probably this week and a couple of the other things, but um, yeah, definitely want to get everybody's everybody that's tuned in live. We've got a few people in the chat. If you guys want to send in Streamlab and, and get your thoughts on this, uh, please do so. But uh, man, it's uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, my biggest react, my initial reaction to it was like, it's not going to mean instant change right away. It's not going to be, and it, it, at least in a in a larger scale, because he's still the majority stakeholder. That's what I think a lot of people need to keep in mind. He's still yes, all, he's all the company. But you know what? That you don't know. No, that means he has nothing to do with the company. He's got no pull. He's got nothing. But I, he, he's still the majority stakeholder. So at the end no, of the day, not, well, shareholder, stakeholder, are they the same thing? I'm not. Eh. Yeah. I, explain to me that once he retired, that he may have a, he may have the most stakes to the company, but he really has no say when it comes to the day to day operations anymore. It's more like that's he, true. Yeah. He would have he would have power. Say if Stephanie tomorrow is like, oh, I'm ready to sell. That's where he would step in. But when it comes to the day to day right. operations, he's pretty much he's done sure in that regard and yeah people were saying they noticed it right away like on commentary they were a little bit looser and they were yeah, and I, actually, New Japan and I mentioned this stuff. earlier so adam wilborn from what culture posted this xavier woods referencing ring of honor and the iwgp tag titles michael cole calling us fans instead of the wwe universe bloody hell what next title shots belts and wrestlers maybe things are going to be all right lads and he's right things i things are going to be okay a lot of the restrictions that we've seen are going to start to be lifted. Now, is it coincidental for the TV 14 thing? Because they say he made the decision to retire 10 days ago. Yeah, right. And there was a couple other things that had come out that were kind of like, oh, huh, interesting. Like one of those that we were originally going to talk about, like sort of as our main thing today, which exactly. is Triple H being reinstated yeah. as, as head of talent relations. So does that mean that he starts getting involved a little bit more in, and, and I think we have a little bit more details today 
you know, after yeah. listening to some of these guys like Fightful and, and uh, you know, uh, Meltzer and, and these guys sort of report on the details of it. But that basically, as of right now, there's a co-CEO. It's between Stephanie McMahon and, and that's the other, like, initial reaction I had. It's like, well, if it's Stephanie and, and Triple H, Vince is going to still maybe be behind the scenes pulling the strings yeah. a little bit and get his his thing in there. And he, might, he so, probably will still be for the first little while because even though he's retired, there is still a transition period that has to happen. So he's that's true. That's true. not 100% done just yet. And that's what I mean. Like, you're not going to see any big yeah. change. I think most of the plans for SummerSlam are still going to be in place. A lot of this long-term booking stuff that he, he yeah. put forth is still in place. Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn are still there. Whether or not those two guys go, those two guys yeah, should I go. Guess, I mean, that's I what I think. It's not going to be much around much longer because it's well-known Stephanie and Triple H and Kevin Dunn do not get do along. Do not get along, yeah. So I, I kind of hope, I mean, that would be a huge difference in terms of the quality of the production of the shows, I think, is, is if, if Kevin Dunn goes, then that's that's huge. So that's major, Well, no offense to Kevin Dunn and all the great work he's done over the years. Well, it's been a long time. But it's time for a change because he's been yes. he's been he's been in that position for well as long as I've been around. Yeah, yeah, and and look, I heard this idea too that like, well, maybe maybe this is all just like Vince could be saying this now, and this could be part of the thing now. But then in a few years, he'll hope that it blows over, and then he'll just come back and do the Vince thing again. But no, the Wall Street Journal is hinting there's more to come. So there this might be a huge thing. So either Vince realized, did the, it, you know what, this is best for business, or the board of directors said, Vince, it's time to go. I heard, uh, I think, reports of, I don't know whether it was just speculation or not, but that he was kind of pushed out, uh, partially, yeah. uh, which would make sense if makes there's sense. some massive uh, other yeah. horrible thing yet to come out of the Wall Street Journal about Vince, so... Yeah. And the yeah. timing of the press release is fun because the walls, the, the, the stock market closed eight minutes later. Vince McMahon announces his retirement. Yeah. That is smart. Well, speaking of the press releases that everyone mm-hmm. showed up, I did want to like read the, the actual statement from Vince. Uh, not the one that would sort of went public. It was all over, you know, the one that he officially posted on yeah. WWE's website or whatever, but the one that was in the email that was sent out to talent for the actual yeah. wrestlers. And uh, this, this is just something else, man. This is What's from that? Reddit. Unfortunately, none okay. of the articles are actually crediting who the Redditor is, so I do want to apologize okay. for that. It is somebody that is a verified WWE insider. Now, for it those is. who haven't heard this, this is real. This is the legit statement. To all WWE superstars, as I approach 77 years old, open bracket, OMG, am I really that old? Close bracket. I feel it's time for me to retire. I've thoroughly enjoyed my passion, wisdom, and love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, docile, level-headed, calm presence at Gorilla every week. So either Vince is very self-aware or he lives on another plane of existence. <laughs> You're I think getting... that was a rib, but yes. Continue. Probably. I, I hear Vince actually is very jocular, so that's probably just what that is. Uh, your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource chosen to perform in front of a global audience. It's a little weird. Uh, you are all global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. Wave it high and proud and bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and as a performer. One more thing. One other thing. I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Well, that's creepy. That's not creepy or anything. Yeah. 
Remember to keep your hands up, grab hold, and sell. BTW SmackDown airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and Fox. Vince. That part. <laughs> As if they didn't know that, the people that are on the show. Oh, my goodness. See, That's if you're being honest, else, reading this, part of me is like, I can actually see Vince talking like this behind scenes. I really can, because it sounds like he's just trying to be hip. <laughs> no, it was great. Sorry, I'm great typing stuff. a thing. Oh, no Continue. Great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Like, it, it's, it starts off the same as to the, the actual one that was released on corporate.wwe.com. But yeah, that's, uh, and, and then you hear the reports behind the stage. Like apparently people were actually in good mood and particularly the female wrestlers were in a good mood. So mm, interesting. Yeah. 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 Maybe they're, they're sick of being like, uh, kind of like, oh shit, he's gone, but more like, you know what, this could open up doors. And have you ever heard AEW wrestlers are actually, we're actually saying the same thing because there's a lot of them. That would have been looked at with Vince McMahon in charge, but now that he's not, who knows? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think there's a there's a lot to dissect here, oh, and yeah. you know, I think I think that there's still some details that have yet to come out, as we sort of been saying. But the bottom line is, like right now, it's like, yeah, I just I, I think there's a there's a lot. It's like a lot to sort of process because it's such a massive thing that just happened. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 legit like a gut punch, like. We all we all agree. We all admit Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. For everybody. Yes, he's a horrible person. However, he is responsible for every single person watching this. He's result. He is responsible for both of us being here. If it wasn't for him, we would like you said we wouldn't be here. So I mean, there, it, it's tough for me because you want to say good, good rinse, but at the same time, like the dude's been a part of my life since I was born. A lot of what we love about pro wrestling, uh, or or just a, a lot of things that were sort of game changers, a, a lot of things that, a lot of classic, yeah, made us fall in love with wrestling, a lot of iconic moments and, yeah. and instant classic sort of things yeah. that you remember. Like we, we grew can, up we during can, the Austin and McMahon era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those things we can certainly credit Vince McMahon for in that regard. It, it's, you it's, know, it's, what he did for the industry. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's not like Harvey Weinstein, where it's very easy to kind of erase right. him, right, from Miramax, because he, yes, he was Miramax, and Miramax was owned by Disney, and it's a bigger thing, whereas this, Vince McMahon literally has been the picture in the dictionary under pro wrestling for 40 years. He is, for better, to, for better or worse, professional wrestling. When you ask somebody in the street, who do you think of when you think wrestling? Yeah. A lot of people probably would say Vince McMahon in that yeah. list. They might say a few other people, like, you know, Rock or whoever. But or... Yeah, yeah, but I think Vince obviously is, is synonymous yeah. with with professional wrestling and with sports entertainment, really. You know? So it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting looking forward. Like, I, I was sitting there last yeah. time with, with Vince, Triple H back as EP of Talent Relations. It's probably going to have more of a say. You think we're going to see NXT? On the, like, no, 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 not current NXT, but I mean, like, what, let me rephrase that. You think we're going to see what Triple H did with NXT, but on the big stage now? On the main rosters. Yeah. Um, possibly. I mean, that that's my hope, right? That's what we can hope for as wrestling fans. Like, look, I've said this many, many times on this show, and I think that it's truer now than ever. You know, I don't want to, like, not want to watch WWE. I don't want to, like, 
just be like, I'm done with Raw, I'm done with SmackDown, like I have been for the last couple of years. Like, I want to be excited to watch those shows every week and to gear up and get really hyped for WrestleMania or really hyped for SummerSlam or really hyped yeah. for Royal Rumble or whatever it might be. And I want a good product and a good, fun, entertaining show to watch. <laughs> and as of the Vince era recently, over the last few years, it has not been that for me. Nope. It has not been something, it's just not been for me. And I'm hoping that now with him potentially taking, at least taking most of the steps back, yeah. letting other people take the reins a little bit, whether or not that is Stephanie and, and Triple H and whoever, hopefully Pritchard goes, hopefully Kevin Dunn goes. Yeah, well, yeah, Kevin Dunn's done. I wouldn't be surprised if Pritchard's go because we know him and Stephanie. They're, they're friends, Pritchard but... Will eventually. Like, yeah. Maybe not right now, but eventually. And it's one of those things, like, don't be surprised if the changes happen after SummerSlam. You still need to get to your big show. True, true. Yeah, I think that's still going to feel like the Vince show for a while because yeah. of everything he's set up, even though yeah. WWE is like, at least whatever Vince had in his mind to set up the, prior to him resigning, because you know how he loved to change his mind and, and, you know, book things on the fly. But, um... Can you bring up Jeremy's comment for a second? Yeah, sure, and we do have a we have yeah. a stream lab as well. That oh, we do. Okay. So uh, we'll we'll get to that first because obviously yeah. we prioritize the, the donations, uh, and it is from our own Adelia, and uh, she says, "I hope that this investigation is seen through to the end, because I think the truth of everything needs, that needs to come out." But I'm yeah. really glad he's gone. Still not watching WWE though. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Look, it has other problems. It's still not really that show. As I was just talking about it, like ideally, I want a good fun entertaining show and i think that it could eventually get to that point like that's just the thing i think that with new people in charge uh that maybe they could get it to the point where i actually want to watch the product every week i hope again as a pro wrestling fan as somebody that grew up with this stuff now has a aw and new japan and all this other stuff to sort of follow and, and watch and talk about uh, I also want to, I mean, it would be a lot every week to to watch those shows as well. That's five extra hours, you know, mm-hmm. but it would be worth it if if, if it's all great, if AEW's awesome, and WWE's yeah. awesome, and New Japan's awesome, and all this stuff is awesome, then that's like the ideal scenario for us as wrestling fans. I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to be, uh, I'm going to definitely be chiming in the Monday after SummerSlam, because like I said, I don't expect anything yeah. to start this upcoming Monday, because why it's completely re- re- changing everything that you built for so yeah no it's gonna it's gonna be interesting going forward like uh, now that vince is gone yeah you're gonna see I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the forbidden door gets cracked open just a little bit more yeah potentially you never know i mean we saw like even just a tiny little taste of that right. early here with mickey james coming yeah. up with the impact title uh in the uh in the royal rumble there so yeah, man. Uh, definitely more to discuss here. Uh, we did want to bring up Jeremy Miller's comment. He did a lot of good for the business. Yeah, so uh, Jeremy Miller here saying that yeah. he did a lot of good for the business, but also hurt a lot of it, especially later on. I think you can acknowledge both, but the shady shit, shit he's done behind the scenes is more important. Yeah, especially right now, exactly. 100%, uh, especially in 2022, the, the sort of where we are as a society and everything, those things absolutely have to be addressed and called out because 
you can't fucking get away with this bullshit anymore. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I that. But also on the flip side, like as a, to what J- Justin said, it's like they cutting a promo on him. The fans went out there bowing. Yeah, of course you're going to bow to Vince McMahon. Again, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here doing this. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's This is one where you can't separate. It's hard going to be hard to separate the artist from the, the art. It's really going to yeah. be because of how much of a central figure. It's like it's like if Julius Caesar had to retire out of nowhere, and all of a sudden the Republic is up in arms. Like, what do you do? So, of course, people are going to say thank you because of all the stuff he's given us. I'm in that boat. Sure. But, like, like Jeremy said, that stuff that's come out is definitely what's most important. I 100% yes. agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, and again, if there's some other thing that comes out, you know, that's even worse than what we've heard before. Which like, we're probably going to get. Which we might get. I mean, you brought up Harvey Weinstein. If it's something like along those lines, that's going to be real, well, real ugly. I mean, so. was not long after the first report came out, we had that, which I didn't know, there was a female referee in the WWE in the 80s who, in 1992 or 93, came out and said, Vince raped me. Ugh, disgusting. And he wouldn't, the fucked up thing is, he wouldn't put it past the guy because he's a fucking billionaire and he's a piece of shit and a horrible person. And it's like, yeah, somebody like that is gonna do shit yeah. like that. Just fucked up, and, and there's you know. more behind sexual misconduct. There's there's more than just sexual misconduct too. Like there's the snuff stuff with Snooka in the eighties that was hinted at on Dark Side of the Ring. Um, yeah, you know, so, God knows so, what went on behind the scenes. So I think it's at time all these years later to hold somebody like Vince McMahon responsible Agreed. for this shit. It was and, always gonna happen eventually. Even if it happened yeah. after he died, he was essentially gonna be remembered for all the bad stuff he done. Just don't forget, yeah. just try not to forget, you know, the, literally the good stuff, too. Sure. Because I mean, if, if you erase the good stuff, you're erasing literally 40 years of, of history. Yeah, and, and look, it's it's crazy to say, but we wouldn't have AEW if it wasn't for Vince McMahon, because that's right? the competition. And right? normally, that's... I give a pass to Tony Khan, but that tweet of his was very, too soon, buddy. Oh, dude. I bet your boy Dustin loved that one. Oh, God. He's the one that sent it to me, and I was like, okay, I actually agree with you on this one. <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh. I gotta say, me too. It made me laugh, but it was like, <laughs> dude, really? <laughs> yeah, he goes there. Tony yeah. Khan goes there. Uh, he's not afraid to tweet out his his true feelings. So. And if I'm, you know what? If I'm being honest, it is something Vince would do. Yep, that's the thing. Like, yep. you can't get too mad at Tony Khan for that. It's um, what Vince would do. Yeah, Tony Khan is a troll. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. That, yeah. Uh, but a good troll. Yeah. Unless unless you're Dustin, then he's like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, then then he's like, got a a serious, that's going to be the feud of 2022 uh, is Dustin versus Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, If you guys want to get any other thoughts on this uh, or any other stuff going on in the news, uh, send us to Streamlabs, streamlabs streamlabs.com slash LGR Network. We'd love to get your thoughts on all this. Uh, any other any other final thoughts as we, we wrap yeah, up this discussion yeah, I, I, here? Something that I've been thinking about, uh, like the whole okay. co CEO thing. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yes. You think they split the duties? Tony Khan focuses on the business side, and Stephanie McMahon focuses Tony on. Khan. The, no, we were just talking about Tony. Yeah. Yes, way. I I do. I think the business. That's the report as sort of where they're at right now. Uh, it's interesting that like, I think there's a history of 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 co CEOs never really working out no so whether that means nick khan eventually taking full control or maybe they sell the company i mean that's that's another thing that 
another fat thing we might have to factor in at some point. Yeah. But I do think that as of right now, probably Nick Khan will handle most of the business side of things, and yeah. Stephanie and Triple H will do will handle the wrestling side. Which is side the best way to go right now because Tony Khan yeah. knows shit about the wrestling business. Let him handle the actual like structure and the tight powers of it all. Let's yeah. Steph handle the part that makes you the money. Right. And and look, again, we were talking about hopefully the quality of the product improving. Yeah. And I think like it, it, it's crazy enough to say, I mean, obviously with those two there, you might still have Vince in their ear, but Stephanie and Triple H doing the booking is not something yeah. that I would be necessarily opposed to. Me neither. Uh, especially look, Triple H. Like, yeah, look at what and, you did with NXT for all those years. Like, look, we still look yeah. fun back on it. It's because of Triple H. Here, here's what I would. Here's my ultimate scenario. Right, is they get rid of Pritchard, they bring back Paul Heyman in that role, and it's Paul Heyman and Triple H doing most of the booking, and Stephanie handles like the women's division and like that kind of stuff. That okay? Now we're talking okay. maybe a, a really good WWE product. If, if if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a renaissance in wrestling. Yeah, right. I mean, it's all entirely possible. Look, yeah. I feel like in 2019 there was a lot of people excited. It was like. Okay, AEW now is just going to make WWE better because they're going to try to step up their game. AEW is trying to step up their game. But that didn't really happen because it was no. Vince doing whatever the fuck Vince wanted to do. Still, exactly. he, he didn't give a shit about AEW. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and look where we're in. Where like AEW selling out Arthur Ashe Stadium, forty thousand yeah. people. You know, like they're uh, doing shows at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. Like, look what they did in in um, California last month. Yeah, and like, how excited would it be? Is it's like okay. There's, we could do a week in New York, Raw at Madison Square Garden on Monday, AEW at Arthur Ashe Stadium on Wednesday, and then and SmackDown on Friday. Like, that's another that's, weird thing. Vince hasn't missed an MSG show in years. Yeah, and if, there's one coming up. Right, like, on Monday. Next week, right? Uh, yeah, or this he, Monday. Would go, he would go to MSG for house shows. Like, he was always at the MSG shows because it is, yeah, WWE's more associated with Florida nowadays, but Madison Square Garden is always going to be WWE's home. Always. It is, yeah, yeah. What was the the famous quote? The garden will always be the garden, right? Yeah, Vince McMahon yeah. has said that multiple times. Terry Funk, maybe, or yeah, it was, yeah. Terry Funk. There's a lot of people that have said that, but the one I've heard the most say was Vince. The garden will always be the yeah. garden. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we hope to to ultimately look forward to here, you know? Because again, like, yeah, you're not going to see those big changes right away, as we've talked about, but like eventually, I, and even right now. You don't have Vince there. Everything room. has to go through Vince. That's yeah. that's not the case now. Nope. You know, everything just has to kind of, I guess, go through Stephanie and yeah. Nick Khan. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really, really interesting and potentially very exciting as wrestling fans. It, it honestly, it, you know what? Actually, this reminds me of. This reminds me of the aftermath after Vince bought WCW. Can remember yeah. how that came out of nowhere and everyone's yeah. like, "What's going to happen now?" I, I kind of have that same feeling. What's going to happen now? Yeah, I, I'm the, the same way. I'm just like, yeah. it, it's definitely, there's still a big question mark exactly. know, moving forward, but it's not, it's not like one of those ones where you're like, uh-oh. It's more yeah. sort of like, huh, this could be yeah. interesting to see and watch. And yeah, it's happening stuff. sooner than, than we thought, but you never, you know what? It could be the jolt that wrestling in general needs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Well, there we go. We figured this was a half an hour discussion almost here on Vince today. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good stuff, man. I, I, this is why I love doing the shows because when some massive thing like this happens, we mm. get to 
hang out and talk about it. So yeah, and, and it lets me get my 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 thoughts out about it because I'm there's nobody yeah. in my life that works for professional wrestling. So being able to, to to work through my thoughts on this show is always fun, especially like I said, the biggest news wrestling news story that happens is I'm born. Oh yeah, in our lifetime, I, I think Either for way. sure. For yeah. sure. Maybe so, the only other one that it would be as big, but it's for different reasons, is for he whose name shall not be spoken. That's probably the only other one on, on the same yeah. on the same worldwide scale. Sure, like big global news. Big huge news, news that even yeah. like New York Times is reporting on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, I think uh, we can kind of actually move on with the show now here. Uh speaking of, of retirements, uh we have another retirement this week, Soda, and uh, that is none other than Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of controversial figures, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm keeping an eye on that, Adelia. Thanks for thanks for, uh, for pointing that out to us. Um, yeah, because uh, this is a show where we might get more eyes on it than normal because we it, it's a Vince we got Vince McMahon in the title. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's let's kind of talk about something else here though. Because this is very exciting. Ric Flair's final match was announced. Uh, and it, it's kind of a doozy. It's it Ric Flair and his son-in-law, Andrade, taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Right. What a match. Man, uh, what do you think about this one, Soda? It's, eh. when I heard it, I'm like... Okay, this makes sense. One, why wouldn't he want his family in there with Andrade? Two, he's got a long history with uh, Jeff Jarrett, going back to the WCW days with uh, the Horseman. Three, Jay Lethal is probably most known for his his, Rick, his bit with Ric Flair on Impact. So, I mean, it just makes sense to have three people that are important to Ric Flair in one way or another to be there. Now, now think about it this way. You have AEW talent working with former WWE talent versus Impact talent on an NWA show. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't that so weird? It is. It's very odd. This this entire show is kind of interesting because it's almost yeah. like feels like a big super indie show. It do- I might the- actually watch this. Yeah, two hundred dollars on on the old Fight TV though for the. I'm gonna wait to download the matches illegally. No, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be watching this. I, number one, I'm gonna be in Florida with my family, so. I wouldn't be able to watch it live anyway. Number two, I'm not paying two hundred fucking dollars for this, so I will wa- find other means to watch this. Um, yeah, but same. the card, I got to point out that this card is pretty damn good. Uh, in addition, to, in addition to the to the match that we just uh, mentioned with Ric Flair and Andrade taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, we also have a bunkhouse battle royal. Yes, uh, I saw that. I'm like, I'm happy to see that back. That'll probably be on the pre-show. And that has uh, already confirmed Bully Ray, James Storm, Crimson, Ricky Shane Page, and other participants to be announced. So, so have you ever uh, seen a Broncos Brawl? Have you ever seen a Broncos Brawl? I have. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they are, a, they lot are fun. a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm, I'd be interested to see that yeah. one. We also got, dude, this fucking match, four quarters, quote-unquote, independent wrestling dream match. Jonathan Gresham. Yep. Versus Alan Angels versus Kanosuke Takeshita versus Nick fucking Wayne. Right? Wow. <laughs> what a match that's gonna be. This is this is like this is almost as of like the biggest fan not named Tony Khan booked 
<laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Pretty much. You got AW guys on here. You got New Japan guys on here. You got Legends on here, including Ricky Morton and his son, Kerry yep. Morton, representing the Rock and Roll Express with Ricky Morton in their corner. Uh, or, uh, I'm sorry. That, for Gibson. Yeah, thank you. Gibson in their corner. Uh, take it on Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Uh, obviously the son of Art Anderson, who will be in their corner representing the Four Horsemen. Right, so. because Brian Pillman Sr. was in 1985, a member of the Four Horsemen. This is, yeah. a, how can you not have if Ric Flair's final match card without the Rock and Roll Express there? Because one of the legendary things yeah. the 80s that everyone talks about, it's for the title, Ric Flair versus Ricky Morton. It only makes sense. That's why when I, the original rumor was against the Rock and Roll Express for Flair's last match, I was like, yes, let's go. There's history there. Hell yeah. But he's there. Yeah, so, uh, man, this has got some some great matches on. Some other ones here on this card. Uh, we got the Briscoes against the Von Eriks. Jesus Christ. Yes, uh, please. Got... Again, there's history there with the Von Eriks. Their, their yep. uncle, Gary Von Erick, pinned Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight title. We also got uh, from New Japan. This is a match that sounds like it would be on New Japan Strong. It's Clark Connors taking on Ren Narita. We also have a Triple A uh, Fatal Four Way match: Bandito versus Black Taurus versus Laredo Kid versus Ray Phoenix. That's of course a rematch from uh, the last big show that they had. Uh, MLW being represented here: Killer Cross, formerly Karrion Cross from NXT, yep. taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, another Second generational talent here, uh, son of, of course, of the legendary uh, Davy Boy Smith. The uh, then we got some. Like, now it kind of turns into like an impact show with the Wolves reuniting. Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards yeah. taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. Fuck yeah, I'll take that. That sounds like it could be a great match. Uh, the Impact Knockouts Women's Title on the line: Deanna Perrazzo. Rachel Ellering against the current champion Jordan Grace. That That's sounds a like a threat. great fucking match up there potentially. Uh, and then Josh Alexander, our boy, our Canadian oh. friend there, uh, the current Impact World Champion, defending his title against Jacob Fatu. So man, this card sounds like very very fun. Yeah, this is um, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so. Definitely an exciting card there. Uh, yeah, I'm not paying 200 bucks for it, but no, me neither. Yeah, but I I will watch it uh, after the fact uh, somehow. Uh, any other thoughts on, on this? And just Ric Flair retiring. I mean, that it's who the fuck knew he was going to come out of retirement for one last match? And we talked about it on the show, like yeah. you better be careful in that ring. But I I trust a guy like Jay Lethal in yeah, there and, and Andrade. Yeah, yeah. I you think it'll be three better people to have them there for your final match. Like history aside, like honestly, you couldn't pick of three better people. Um, and yeah, the thing, yeah. Ric Flair is going into this match injured. <laughs> he injured yeah, his foot. Ric, Ric Flair and Andrade's been working through an injury recently too. So yeah. we got guys in here that are hurt and old, but hey, look, I think if, if anybody can pull it off, it's these four guys to have like yeah. at least a pretty good, pretty good pro wrestling match. So yeah. awesome. Uh, let's move on again here because we can kind of. Brisk through some of these topics now that uh, now that we got the big news story out of the way. Um, but this one, also pretty big, I think. You know, oh. If it wasn't for the, the main topic, this would be like maybe our biggest news story this week. And that is this report that Kenny Omega is potentially nearing a return to the ring for AEW. 
And he is the quote here from Dave Meltzer, who obviously is friends with Kenny Omega and yeah. knows him and has sources there. So a trustworthy source. They're saying that he's hoping to be at all out, but it's too soon to say that he will or he won't. He's hoping for it. And that's kind of the target right there. Yeah. And that was sort of on the back of a report that the initial plan, if he's able to be back in time, and this was also from the report that Tony Khan was saying he was waiting for Kenny Omega to come back to introduce potential trios titles. That makes sense. That uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in a trios match at All Out is the goal for right now. So very, Dude, very exciting. It's be the best birthday ever! It's going to be on your birthday, yeah. It is on my birthday, yeah. No, I've already told my friends I've got my three pounds of wings ready. That's all I'm doing that night. <laughs> so hopefully... Kenny Omega is able to come back like in a few weeks because yeah. you think that they might have some kind of like tournament to set up that match. And what I would like to see, what I would like to see Soda, I would like to see Kenny Omega, the young bucks in the tournament finals for the new trios titles against house of black. That's what I want to see. Yeah. With the more, with a renewed focus on house of black lately, it's uh I could see them definitely holding that trio title out. Yes. Or obviously the big money is undisputed elite versus the young box and Omega. Like that's sure. The obvious one. However, we still got those three guys are hurt. Although I think Bobby Fish came back recently and wrestled back okay. the dark. So Kyle O'Reilly is still and Adam Cole still working yeah. for an injury. Hopefully they can sort of get back and, and ready for if because obviously, yeah, that's that's the big cool combat club. Like you That's the one I was thinking yeah. too. If Danielson is able to come back. Like Danielson, Moxley, and Claudio against the Elite. Oh, man, Woo. there's a lot, of, a lot of fun, exciting possibilities here. So, really happy to WWE, hear that Kenny Omega. WWE versus AEW. You gotta yes. remember, like, yeah, yeah, those guys are big in the independent scene, but a lot of people know them as WWE guys. WWE Both guys. of those teams that we just mentioned, Blackpool Combat Club with with uh, if it's Claudio, Moxley, and Danielson, or the undis- obviously the former undisputed era now undisputed yeah. elite Adam Cole and the young and uh, and uh, Red Dragon man some fun yeah. exciting potential matchups right there. There's also fun exciting times with all this potential new upheaval. You might see people like the undisputed era. I'm not saying they will, but you might see people like them venture back to WWE, and we could finally see that war we've all been wanting. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, the other thing I, I wanted to mention. Uh, about this is uh, wow, I just totally had a brain fart. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't remember, so let's move on. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> I have a lot to talk about here on today's show, so some things are going to maybe slip through the cracks. But uh, look, I, I, I'm really hoping to see Kenny Omega come back, and uh, I'm hoping for, mm. for stuff like that. Oh, I remembered. Okay. So the other thing to mention about this is if it is going to be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I Thanks, wonder how they're awesome. going to play in. What's that? And he said the nice attitude era belt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, the the other thing I wanted to, to mention, though, is that they've been setting up Hangman Page to potentially reunite with those guys as well. So do we have a big moment at All Out, maybe, or, maybe. or somewhere where we have all four members of the Elite reunite? as, like, an uber babyface potential team. Because, like, I, really, if you think about it, Kenny Omega coming back, like, he's, he's not going to get booed. Like, unless he has no. Don Callis with him. Uh, 
it's like this guy's going to come back and immediately be a babyface. Hangman Page is a babyface. It seems like the Bucks are almost slowly turning back babyface. So that would be the way to do it, I think. Like, what now, a massive moment that could be. There's one question, though, about that. When is Roderick Strong's contract up? Right. <laughs> so, like, you get a potential four-on-four dream match. with The Elite versus the Undisputed Era in uh, all of glory. I'm thinking that's next year's blood and guts match, potentially. Yep, I, could, I believe that. And then, yeah. again, speaking of Kevin and Omega, you think they're slowly starting the seeds for Omega Offspring for Forbidden Door 2? Because they've been going at it. Yeah. social media in any media. I mean, you could even do that at the Tokyo Dome. Why not? In January. Yeah. Like, have Kenny Omega on that show. Like, that's the thing. Like, this year's uh, Wrestle Kingdom in Japan at the Tokyo Dome, I feel like it's going to have some heavy yeah. AEW uh, featuring going on in it. So, um, yeah, definitely some exciting stuff to look at there. Um, we will, we do still have uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage to talk about here, but we also have another big pay-per-view coming up. And this is happening, like, pretty much right after we go off the air. There's going to be the pre-show that's going to start for it. But it's Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. And uh, this show's kind of been, like, uh, I don't know, under the radar. Or people aren't really, like, hyped for it. There's not a lot of heat. That's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of heat for the show going in. I think a lot of that has to do with, like, they've been kind of using Rampage, it feels like. It's almost a, um, a Ring of Honor-type yeah. show for the last few weeks to build to this. But... Knowing Ring of Honor and knowing, obviously, now with Tony Khan owning it and with the quality of some of these matches, I think this is going to have some really, really good wrestling matches on Agreed. the show. So, it's got, it's um, got what is now a two out of three falls match for the Ring of Honor tag team. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. I'm not sure if this is going to be put uh, in the main event spot, the FTR versus Briscoe's match, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I mean, I think it probably will have the world, you yeah. always kind of want the world title to. You to do, but Tony Khan's not beholden to that. He knows what's yeah. what's hot right now, and if he's smart, FTR versus Briscoe's going to close the show. If he's smart, that could that could be. Because it it what can pass that? Yeah, I mean, Gresham and Claudio will be great. Mm-hmm. Like I think the, the thing that everybody's hyped up for the most on the show easily is Briscoe yeah. and FTR. You know what they give us in that first match? Well, three falls, knowing these. Knowing these guys, they're going to want to have try to top themselves as much as they can. Which means FTR is going to have to come up with a new shirt. No more seven-star FTR shirts. It's going to be eight-star FTR. And yes, <laughs> and yes, Uncle Dax is going to be fighting like an eight-year-old girl. That was a great promo. Oh, by oh man, that promo. We'll talk yeah. about that promo a, a little bit later. I might brush over it when we get, but spoilers yeah. for moment of the week there uh, on that one. I'm almost uh, tempted to get that shirt. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's run down the card here real quick for the, the Ring of Honor show. On the pre-show, we have uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises taking on Tony Deppin, Alex Zane, and Blake Christian. A little uh, New Japan uh, Ring of Honor crossover kind of thing there. We got Colt Cabana taking on Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry, who you've seen tag with J.D. Drake on the Indies and also a little bit on AEW Dark. We also got the... Trustbusters versus the Shinobi Shadow Squad. I've never heard of either of those two teams, so that'll be yeah. Trustbusters are um oh god, they're on the darker elevation or something like that. It's um okay. they're uh associated with um what's his face that they just uh they Brock Lesnar clone clone. Oh yeah, uh Bordeaux. Uh, yeah, it's it's his group. Parker Bordeaux. Yeah. It's, he's part of that group. Gotcha. 
yeah, so that's that should be an interesting one. We also have Willow Nightingale, who you've seen on AEW a little bit recently, taking on Allison K. That should be a fun women's match there. And then for the main card, we got Roosh versus Dragon Lee, which is going to be fucking insane if you like Lucha Libre and like a AAA kind of style. Uh, we also got the uh, the resurrected ROH six-man titles here, The Righteous, current champs taking on Dalton Castle and The Boys. That's for a title? I didn't know they had a six-man title. They did, and they, they kind of discontinued it after Tony Khan bought the company, but I guess they, they brought it back. Like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just use them. Yeah. Uh, one of these guys, Vincent, has been on Impact recently, so if you watched Impact, you'll, you'll recognize him. Yeah. Uh, you also got uh, ROH peer champion Wheeler Utah defending against Daniel Garcia in a match that's been built to both on AEW t- uh, TV and on Dark. So That's going to be a brutal match. It's going to be a brutal match. This could be a potential sh- uh, show stealer right here. I don't know if it'll be good as FTR and Frisco's. Probably not, but it'll probably be the other match that I can see people really talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that was an awesome So, Looking forward to that one. We also got Samoa Joe, who we haven't seen in a little bit. I think he's been working through an injury defending his ROH TV title against Jay Lethal. I actually wouldn't be surprised if, if Joe has been working through an injury and if he's continuing to. If Jay Lethal picks up the win here, especially with nefarious means, with uh, Satnam Singh and all those blokes getting involved. So um, we got that. We also got the women's title on the line, Mercedes Martinez defending against Serena Deeb. Serena Another Deeb. match that's – I think. I think Deeb might win. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes has felt like a little bit of a placeholder champion after yeah. Tony Khan bought the company. I think Serena Deeb has just been awesome and tearing it up recently. So I would love to see her as champion. I would love to see her have a belt. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. I agree. Uh, as we mentioned, FTR and the Briscoes, two out of three falls match, probably going to be the thing that everybody's talking about on the show. Yeah. Match uh, of the year, we'll, I wouldn't be surprised. Match of the year contender, the first match that they had is still my match of the year so oh. far. So if they top that, then this will be will be my match of the year. Uh, I cannot wait for this. I'm so hyped for it. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, just FTR and the Briscoes. Whew, here we fucking go. You ain't going to get walkers. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we also have the Ring of Honor World title being defended. Jonathan Gresham taking on Claudio, which uh, should also be a very, very good match. But uh, and, and again, world title, usually the main event. But mm-hmm. you might want to make an exception here and have this be the co-main event and go on first. And then Briscoe's in FTR main event. So uh, we'll see. Going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to the show tonight. So. Uh, but uh, are you ready to move on and talk about some A-Dub? Let's get this. Let's 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 do let's this. Do it. Let's rapid fire a dev review here, everybody, because uh, yeah, it's been a long show with a lot of other stuff to talk about. Uh, but it was Fighter Fest night three because we had the first two nights uh, with Dynamite Rampage last week. Kicking things off with some absolute brutality. Darby Allen being murdered by Brody mm-hmm. King here. Rest in peace, Darby. We hardly knew you. Hey. Yeah, the redo of the redo of the choke spot, of course. Um, yeah. No, this was uh, this was the match you would expect when these two kings just beat the crap out of Darby and Darby just keep coming back. Uh, Darby with barely any offense, like two percent of offense. Everything yeah. was given to Brody here. Brody getting a big push. I love the finish with the the choke out spot, like from the Rumble. But then, of course, uh, Darby beats the count just barely, and then takes Brody's finisher. Uh, to give him the win there. So, woo! What a way to kick off the show. Ouch. Hurt my back just watching it. 
But we also had uh, Miro. There's a little bit of an angle here afterwards. Teasing maybe Miro joining House of Black. So we'll see how that pans out. I do think we're going to get Darby and Sting against House of Black at some point here soon. And uh, people were asking about where's Buddy Matthews. He's been yeah. off in England. No, he hasn't oh, been injured. He's, no, just he's not in England. Sorry, Australia. He's in Australia. Australia. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, he's been wrestling some indie shows in sorry. Australia. Everyone else is injured. It's just a default answer at this point. I know. I know. It really is, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, he should be back soon and, and probably get a trios match there. Uh, we also had the Blackpool Combat Club taking on best friends here. Yeah. Of course, Trent and Chuck against Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. This match fucking ruled. Yep. Again, more violence as you would expect here with Wheeler Yuta actually picking up the win against his former friends, his former best friends, that is, and, and uh, getting that uh, that pin, sneak pin on Chuck at the end of this match. Loved this match, Soda. I thought it was a really, really like solid little yeah. match of the show here. No, it, it's uh, I love how Moxley more or less left Yuta in, Yuta in the ring for the most time. Uh, most of the match, but uh, yeah, when it comes to Blackpool Blackpool Comic Club, this is what I expect now, and they're hitting it every time. Absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. Looking forward to the future of that group. I think that's going to be they're going to be like the stars of AEW here for for a bit, uh, or at least a few of them. Uh, we also had this because uh, it was Shark Week, of course. They had sharks all over the place. The Shark Cage match later and everything. We had somebody dressed up as a shark, and I thought for sure this was you know going to be. It ended up being Nyla Rose. Yes. I don't know why. They didn't do anything with it, unless I missed something on Dark or, or whatever. But uh, definitely thought that was going to end up playing into something later. But, no, it was just Nyla Rose having some fun. And, uh, I, I, yeah, because I, I thought it looked like somebody big. And it was right before the, the Keith Lee uh, swerve segment. So I thought it was going to be Will Hobbs in the suit. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely – it definitely was was the case. So yeah, um, once I heard it was Nyla Rose, and after seeing her Twitter, I'm like, that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we have our uh, apologies, everybody. We got our mods taking care of yeah. some uh, of some gross shit in the chat. Uh, apologies for that yeah. one. So long, English dude. Yeah. Uh, so we did have swerve in our glory. Swerve in our glory coming out for their uh, championship celebration, which never goes well. Although this one actually did kind of go well, at least for them. Uh, although they were interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese to sort of uh, kind of continue that feud of this weird, like, petition thing. I don't know about this angle. I'm not, like, a huge fan of it. But I was a huge fan of Mark Sterling getting pounded in the face with a cake. Yep. That was hilarious. You knew somebody was going through that cake. And as soon as Mark Sterling and Tony Nese came out, I was like, oh, it's, it's Mark Sterling. Pretty he's much. Getting, he's getting cake here. And, uh, you know, somebody made a point that, like, the, these cake spots don't ever tend to go like the smoothest, but this was the best looking cake spot we've seen in years where the swerve absolutely just poof, just straight mm-hmm. in his face, and this cake went everywhere. So that was definitely pretty entertaining. Yeah, I get I people complaining. If I, was, if I was in the front row, I probably would have been diving for cake. <laughs> yes, for sure. I get people complaining about, like, oh, these guys just won the belts and they're feuding with Mark Sterling and, and Tony Nese here. Like, it's kind they're of really bad, whatever, but... feuding with them. They're just going to be wrapping it up. Yeah. I, th- this is... Yes, exactly. Like, this is going to end in the, these two absolutely murdering Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese, I'm sure, in probably one of those AEW... Uh, if the, w- the champions get pinned and the other team gets a 
title shot kind of thing yeah. they won't they'll just get by. so that's where i kind of expect to see this going uh but we also had uh let's see here as i lost my spot uh christian cage and luchasaurus murdering the varsity blondes yep. however big angle at the end with the return of jungle boy and seemingly this luchasaurus heel uh turd that i i've really been enjoying and i love Kane luchasaurus here uh re-teaming with jungle boy and letting him go after christian here or is it a swerve and is it all part of christian's plan and is luchasaurus gonna just turn on him next week again and doesn't know what side he wants to side on Possibly, he could be doing this conflicted thing, but I think I think it's part of Christian's plan. He's just it gonna, might be. I do want to yeah. say about this though: watching Jungle Boy chase Christian up through the crowd with uh, Tarzan Boy playing over the speakers had a very Benny Hill kind of tinge. Yes, <laughs> did it <laughs> in a good way though. In, in a good, good way. way, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was nuts. It was unintentionally funny. Yes, I agree with that for sure. Um, we also had Ricky Starks defending the FTW title against Cole Carter. Back from had previous... <laughs> yeah, back from the grave, right? If you if if you paid attention to NXT uh, at all in recent months, which uh, I I haven't, but I listened to Brian Alvarez shows and he never shuts up about it. So I definitely knew about uh, this guy getting murdered. Uh, that was how they wrote him off TV. They literally yeah. said he was murdered. And they even made a, uh, a note of it earlier when uh, Starks made this comment about uh, swimming with the sharks as part of Shark Week. But I you might get the reference if you know. But uh, Cole Carter, you had seen on Dark prior to then joining WWE, yeah. prior to that, and then getting released um, due to failing a drug test. So that's interesting to see that and now he is. And then they told him, come back in a year, reapply in a year. So. Was it that guy or was that – I think that was somebody else. That's that this guy. guy? That's guy. this guy. That's this guy. They said – they told him, lay low for yep. a year. Don't go anywhere. We might bring you back. And, and he didn't do that at all. He's just like, fuck you. I'm going to Egypt. So. Yeah. But also he's got to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see. Like people are, are kind of complaining about all the ex-WWE signings that Tony Khan has made recently. Yeah. And I, I got to say there have been a couple that have sort of maybe scratched my head a little bit. And this is – one of them because this, this guy's the same boat for me because he was doing dark and elevation before he went to NXT 2.0. Sure. So it doesn't potentially, hit like yeah. But I still think he's not quite ready for TV. I think that he's still not. really green. Give him a bunch of matches on dark and then see maybe what you do with him. But yeah. with both him and like uh, Ari Divari is another one that signed recently. Yep. And I don't know. I just some of these guys, it's like, what, what are they even going to do? I mean, I guess they could be there to like put over other talent i guess that's kind of gonna be there but i was like him and like tony Nese. i'm like I, just, I, I don't know why you signed these guys they don't feel like great fits for AEW. yeah but whatever you know if it's a couple extra guys that can put on good matches and put, put over some of the younger talent then fine Agreed. i guess but um the the other talking point here is that uh ricky starks issued this kind of open challenge after the match and is answered by none other than dan house yes. setting up a match for them Oh, oh I mean, yes. I was disappointed. I really wanted to see Dan Housen to wrestle this week. But thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, look, our, our buddy Tyler's going to be in Worcester on Wednesday for the show. I will not be there, uh, but he will be there to see this match, Dan Housen and Ricky Starks. And look, 
Why not? Why not have Danhausen win? Because yes. he's still kind of, I mean, he's still kind of buddies with Hook, so it kind of stays in the Team Taz family a little bit, technically. So why the fuck not? Have Danhausen win something. That would be great. I don't think they will. I think no. Ricky Starks will probably just win. But if I was Tony Khan, I might just throw something at the wall here and give Dan House the FTW. Well, honestly, I think what they're giving Dan Housen is they're giving him the opportunity to show the fans that he's more of a comedy character. So you go watch his ROH stuff. Like, the dude can go. Oh, yeah. We haven't yeah. seen AEW yet. Yeah. And this is an interesting question here. Adelia asking us if they're going to build up to Hook eventually winning awesome. that title. Probably. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's certainly the case. Because yeah. Starks is like I think one of those underrated talent that a lot of people talk about. Oh, this guy has potential to be a big star. Mm-hmm. I think him in a, a babyface run could be potentially that. And they've almost been teasing it a little bit, where like he issued this open challenge and Cass is like, "Wait, what? Like, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting this." And so maybe Starks leaves the group at some point, and and Taz kind of uh, passes the reins over to Hook, and Hook sort of is the leader of Team Taz. For a bit, I could potentially see it going that way. Me too. Um, yeah, one of the things I heard uh, about Ricky Starks, he was compared to an early rock, like in his early stages as the rock. I'm like, I, okay, I can see that now. And you can tell the fans want to cheer him. It's like yeah. not, not as not as not as big as the FTR example, but it, it's mm-hmm. like that where it's like we have to boo him, but we want to cheer him. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of FTR. Uh, I think I'm gonna we'll save this promo for our our match yeah. element of the week uh, segment because it was just so fucking good and uh, obviously we're kind of doing a rapid fire thing so we'll say we'll talk about FTR's promo I I promise you guys spoiler alert will be at least my moment of the week I'm not sure that's on it but uh, we'll we'll do that here in a little bit uh, but we did have Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan taking on Athena and Willow Nightingale now, it it was I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Layla Gray was supposed to be in here originally. Uh, she was out. I think she got hurt. Uh, so that's, again, our default go-to answer if we don't know yeah. why somebody wasn't there is they got hurt, uh, especially nowadays in AEW. <laughs> but I thought it was still a lot of fun. The booking for this feud has been a little weird. Mm. I'm not sure if I've been digging it as much where Chris Atlander and, and uh, um, Athena almost feel like the heels in some regard because like i don't know it's just a weird because there was yeah. like an last week where they were beating down the heat the heel they were beating down kira hogan and then like jade ran in and made the save i was like what like wait a minute the, the booking felt a little bit backwards on this feud but yeah i don't know i don't know if uh jade's losing that title anytime soon like yeah. originally i was like oh statlander or athena would be great to be the next tbs champion but the way that they've been booking it I'm like I, I don't I don't see it I they haven't uh it, not impressed me they they haven't put over them enough that I could see them beating Jade Cargill I think you know maybe if uh the other Mercedes Mercedes Renaro comes in uh, aka Sasha Banks she's potentially the one to beat Jade but that's I still think way it would, I don't think they would put her in the TBS title I think they would shoot her straight for they the might, world title they might they might yeah. yeah that's a good point you make there but. We'll see. We'll see. I still think Tony Storm would be another good option to be the one to beat Jade, yeah. but yeah. As it is right now, I, I'm, I'm kind of ready for the Athena and uh, Chris Statlander versus Batty feud to be over at this point, but eh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the main event. It was <laughs> barbed wire everywhere match. 
all sorts of insanity with Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston being the match. But of course, JAS being ascended into the shark cage with Ruby Soho, of all people, being in control of, of, the, of raising the shark cage and bringing it down. And look, I, I got to say, as much as I really wanted to love this match, uh, there were some real, real obvious problems with it. Yeah. Uh, both, both with the booking and way that the way that it ended, mm-hmm. and some obvious botches towards the end, and it really did kind of fall apart. Uh, just was, just was a bit of a letdown overall. And you know, I, I, we'll get to our ratings here in a minute, but I, I don't want to say like one bad ending ruins the entire show. Oh. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm in agreement with people that are like. <laughs> How is that not the end of the feud? How is it not you give Eddie Kingston the big win over somebody like Chris Jericho, and that's the end of it? Instead, well, you got your cheating finish. It seems like the feud must go on. Unless maybe Eddie throwing Jericho into the, the bunch of barbed wire at the end was supposed to indicate the end of the feud. But it's like it just feels like they're, they're dragging it out more. I'm ready for this feud to be over. I'm ready for all these guys to go in different directions and start new feuds. And it just feels like this was not the ideal way to to go about doing this. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I think it was actually better than the uh, Moxley Omega one personally. Well, it wasn't as big of a disaster as not right. having explosions going off. Yeah, this was very very WWE because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, yeah. should Sammy and Ty be up? Oh wait, they're gonna interfere. Oh, and there was the fucking random Anna J heel turn that we didn't talk about. Like, no, well, I, okay, it, for me it wasn't random. It was sooner than I thought. Right, like they could have built to it. A yeah, they could have built to it a little longer. And like um, the dark order, man, you got to feel for the dark order. Now they're down to like four people. It's like, oh, jeez. And then when Jericho won, I'm sitting there like, okay, this should have been the 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 blow off. But then I'm like, well, now Eddie has one win, Jericho has one win. So there's going to be a rubber match. What do you do that is bigger than a barbed wire death match? Like, what do you right. do? You do a dome cage match? That's really the only way I can... Uh... That's the thing. How the fuck does this end? Like, last yeah. man standing? No. They just did blood and guts and a fucking barbed wire everywhere shark cage match. Like, where yeah, like, do you go from here? I, I don't really the get The only it. thing I that I could actually see them doing that would be like, holy shit, was if they resurrected uh, WCW's triple steel cage concept at this point. Like... Yeah, I don't know. You, like, even that, it's like... Yeah, where do you go? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's I a don't weird know. One. It, it is. Weird one. It is. Although, I will say, kudos to wrapping everything in barbed wire from the microphone to the bell. Like, yeah, that was cool. I yeah. did like that part, that sort of aspect of it. Uh, and, and look, the match, uh, to a certain point, was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, just the, the way it sort of ended was a little bit of a shit show, so... Yeah, it's, um, it, it makes them over two for barbed wire matches. Mm. Yeah, if you don't count the Kenny Omega John Moxley lights out match, I mean that still reigns True. supreme as the the champion of of death matches that AEW's yeah. put on. So and if you want to shout out to, I do want to give a shout out to his uh, to uh, wrestling history lover Eddie Kingston for taping up his arms Terry Funk style because that is yeah. one thing. Listening, I was listening to Mick Foley's podcast uh, today. They were talking about a few Lady Gilbert, and that is one thing he brought up. It's just like so many people get their arms ripped up from barbed wire, so the tape on that's smart. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, look, we, we're going to do our rating here of the show. I thought the show, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show up until the end for the last yeah. couple minutes. So because it had an awful ending, 
I'm declaring the rating for this week's Dynamite the worst Dynamite ever. Oh, I hate to do it, but look, this is a segment to sort of reflect how silly the internet looks sometimes with their opinions, and this this ruined it. This ruined the entire <laughs> show. It's the worst Dynamite ever. What do you got, Soda? Uh, see, for me, it's the best ever. Because even though the ending was a very much a head-scratcher, there was still enough good stuff in the show that it's like, okay, it's at least mid or above, so it's therefore the best show ever. Awesome. Hey, look, we might have a, uh, a surprise special guest joining us here via telephone in a minute. Um, we'll get to that in a bit, but let's, uh, let's talk about Rampage, uh, which, look, it, if you're a fan of really great pro wrestling... Rampage is a show for you, because it started out with some fun, entertaining pro wrestling. Hangman Page and John Silver taking on Butcher and the Blade, and these guys beat the ever-loving piss out of each other, and it ended, of course, yep. with Hangman Page getting a big baby face win. thought this was Naturally. a lot of fun to open the show. Naturally, and it uh, just goes to show how much everyone loves Johnny Hunt. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, this was this was a really really a lot of fun, and uh, definitely a, a great way to open the show. We also had Lee Moriarty taking on Dante Martin. Uh, this again, very very good professional wrestling match. We had Stokely Hathaway seemingly tried to recruit uh, Lee Moriarty here, so we'll see where that goes. Yes, yeah, I, I have better. another. I have another theory about this because he offered him his card and Lee didn't take the card. He sort of just gave him a look and gave him a smile. Like maybe he has another plan. Mm-hmm. I think Lee Moriarty showed a little bit of an edge here in this match is going to end up in the Blackpool Combat Club the way that they've been setting up. Cause he was one of the names that they dropped <laughs> initially in that first promo. So that's my theory there. That's a pretty good theory. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. There's a couple different way, ways that they could go there. Uh, we also had a little bit of a, a squash match. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter uh, destroying poor Sky Blue and Ashley Dimblaw. Not a lot to say. No, about it, was match. it was what you would expect. But we did have this hilariously entertaining rap battle between Austin yep. Gunn and... Max Caster, with just some random jobber blokes, I guess, in each of their corner. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely was a lot of fun. I saw some people didn't like this as much, but I thought it was very, very fun and entertaining. It was fun. I will say the Usos New Day one was hands down better, mostly because that one really went... Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, this was fun, especially when they, when they, you know, the ass boy rap. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I can't wait to see what Max Caster does in his next rap after the whole Vince thing. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> oh, and uh, I, will say this. I may not be expert, expert, have expertise in hip-hop, but Max, if you could change the rhythm to your raps every so often, I know you were rapping to your theme song. Yeah, yeah right. Every time. Every single time. Well, that's part of it, one beat, I, yeah, it's part of, part of what I love about the gimmick, though. Yeah, of course. Um, we also had to sort of set up this Ring of Honor show. Jay Lethal taking on Christopher Daniels in yet another very, very good this professional wrestling match. This was a throwback. I don't know if you were you watching yeah, it was. in their heyday when these guys oh. were there. 
TNA, were you watching it back when these guys? Were I mean, there? I've gone back and watched some yeah. of it. I well, not like live, but in years past, I have. And, I watched a lot of that yeah. at the time. It was on Spike and stuff like that. Yeah, these these two have great chemistry then. They have great chemistry now. Yeah, for sure. A really, really good stuff in this match with, of course, Lethal getting the win. Uh, a little bit of shenanigans, but not as much as you expect. They just went out there and had a great match. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, really, really like this. Uh, look, again, if you're somebody that watches this stuff, that you're not just like a casual fan, Rampage is a great show if you're a pro wrestling fan. You watch yeah. it for great professional wrestling. And in that sense, um, because I am a pro wrestling fan myself, I'm going to give this week's Rampage the greatest ever Rampage of all time rating. I thought just so just because of the wrestling. It wasn't like a marquee show or anything. But I thought that it was it was the the wrestling matches themselves were, were very very good, not Agreed. a bad thing on the show really. So no, I, I I'm with you. It's the greatest show ever. Um, it was yeah. a banger main event. Absolutely banger main event. But look, uh, talking about great matches and great moments, let's sort of uh, wrap things up here today with our match and moment of the week. And for me, it's tough, man, because there were some really really good matches. This week, and I, as much as I would have wanted to give it to the, the Shark Cage match, yeah. it's not the Shark Cage match. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to pick the Blackpool Combat Club uh, versus Best Friends match from the middle of Dynamite this week as my match of the week. Because um, I thought that, at least for a pro wrestling match, that one stood out. But uh, what is your match of the week, Soda? Uh, it is the main event of Rampage Jay Lethal for Christopher Daniels. Because, like I said, nice. I I grew up. Well, not really grew up. I was a teen. I was a late teens by that point. But still, it, it was it was a nice uh, it was a nice turn back the clock moment for me. Because, like I said, I watched these guys when I was younger. When uh, on uh, Impact or TNA, sorry. Um, so yeah, and plus, you know what? They just get better with age. It's it's great to see Daniels back. Um, and Jay Lethal, man, dude's dude's one of the best. One of the best in on the Indies in a long time. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Soda, uh, I wanted to bring on some a special guest here to talk about uh, our moment of the week um, because uh, he is in, in attendance for uh, tonight. He is in his seat for Death Before Dishonor. He's there live. Everybody, it's our buddy Tyler. Tyler, hey. are you there? Can you hear us? Hey, I made it. You he made it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, you can't. You can't hear Soda, uh, so I'm gonna take out my my headphones so you can hear him. Um, but he says you're a lucky son of a bitch that you get to see FDR and uh, and Briscoes. So I had seats in a uh, section 116 in the back, and I got them upgraded. I'm in the fourth row now, in row 115. Oh shit! Fuck you, man. Motherfuckers in the fourth row for Briscoes and FDR, everybody. Camera yeah. Camera <laughs> 40 bucks. Talking best 40 bucks I ever made for wrestling stuff. Okay. That's nuts. That's no. totally nuts. Is, is he going to be camera Absolutely. Oh, man, sorry. I'm on camera, too. I'm the only one wearing red. Oh, okay. Well, I'll stick out. Yeah, I, I, will, uh, yeah. I will be watching live, but I'll definitely be watching for you on replay. Anyways, nice. so what was your moment of the week? Okay, so we are talking about our moment of the week here, and I think we both agree that Dax Harwood is one of the most awesome fucking baby faces mm-hmm. in pro wrestling right now. And this promo where he's talking about his eight-year-old daughter with a literal, like a hole in her heart. That's, it's like a, an actual thing. It is. And her fighting through it 
and uh, and battling back and like nearly bringing me to tears me when I'm watching it is easily moment of the week for us. Would you yeah. think so, Soda? Oh, a hundred percent. When he was talking, your guys moment of a lifetime, man. Yeah, Tyler making a good point there. Moment was, of the year, maybe. <laughs> this was his promo. Like this was his promo. And I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a part of me that was secretly hoping, and, and, and that little girl was me. I would have laughed so hard if he said that. <laughs> little girl was me, yeah. But honestly, my moment of the week, just because it, it hit home the point, even though it was a little funny, was when he said, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. That's my moment of the week. Yes, because absolutely. I'm going to fight like my daughter. That's that one particular line definitely stood out where he's talking about fighting – like yeah. an eight-year-old and girl. There's now no there is a t-shirt that has been released. Um, nice. And I believe all proceeds right, yeah, are going to... Here, your co-host, Dagan, and... Um, Sorry. Yes. There's a guy vacuuming. It's re- oh, they just stopped. Okay, it sounds like they're getting the ring prep for the show tonight. So, oh, yeah. um, how's it looking there, Tyler? How's, like, the, the crowd? Are there, are there a good amount of attendance and everything? There's some gaps. I think people are still coming in now. Okay, there's some gas, so it's not like sold out or anything. There's still tickets available. Yeah, it's, there's almost no one in my row. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it's like three zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, hang on, I'll be right there, Tyler. Don't move. I got Forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, if you're watching this, you're in the Lowell, Massachusetts area. Go, go down to the Songa Center here, uh, UMass uh, Lowell. They're Forty bucks to get in, you get. Fourth fucking row for FTR in Bristol. How, how far away is that from the Gagan? Uh, what is it like a two-hour drive? How long did it take you to get there via bus, Tyler? Okay, well I had to go to Springfield first, and then to Boston, and then I had to get subway to Lowell because there's no direct route to Lowell. Oh man, so long day of travel. If you're long day of travel. travel, okay. I, like I, you can't make it. <laughs> I think uh, I think if it, if we were to drive, it would take us like two and a half hours, three hours to get to Lowell. Oh, oh, dude, it's a lot it's quicker because you can actually zip right there. Yeah, but um, well, Tyler, hey I'm man, thanks. Yeah, right. Take an Uber. Yeah, that'd be an expensive Uber. Yeah, um, take an Uber <laughs> home. It's like going to be 120. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's less than the hotel, but oh shit, I gotta go. All right, he's All gotta right. go. Have fun, Tyler. <laughs> Have fun, man. We'll talk to you soon. So there you go, everybody. Tyler live on the scene uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, for Ring of Honor: Death Before Dishonor, that will be going live here just in a second. Uh, in about uh, 14 minutes from now. So uh, that'll be the pre-show. So and you then, wouldn't uh, <laughs> No. So, yeah, well, if you're in Lowell, Massachusetts, and you're downtown, you probably, probably could. You probably walk and walk and get in there, at least in time for the main card. But um, that's that's very exciting. Lucky bastard gets to be there. Uh, I, I wasn't able to do that, but I, I did get my tickets for Arthur Ashe Stadium and for Albany, New York. So oh. I will be doing back-to-back Dynamite Rampage weeks. Uh, uh, in September, so I am. It's, it's, it's so still funny that AEW is predominantly an Eastern, uh, pretty much an Eastern promotion at this point. For the most part, yeah. I mean, they just did their first West Coast California shows. Ever. And Shock of Jocks, their so. first kind of show looks like it's be Toronto. Shock. Yeah. Always Toronto. Always Toronto. Yeah, but hey, look, if they establish themselves there, maybe they'll they'll work their way over to Edmonton uh, at some point. But um, yeah, yeah man. Vancouver would be nice. I just want to go to Vancouver. Yes, but hey, look, as uh, as Soda just mentioned, if you want to get one of those uh, fight like an eight-year-old girl 
shirts that FTR has. I highly recommend it. It goes to a great charity, yeah. as you're about to start talking about, right, Soda? That it's it's I believe 100% of the proceeds? Yeah. 100% of the proceeds goes goes to the uh, some sort of heart yeah. foundation. So when I get some money at the end of the week, I'm going to buy one. Yeah. So um, I, I highly recommend that. I wanted to shout that out as well. Um, but, uh, okay, Tyler says, just to clarify, he's not on the floor, but he's in the fourth row of the aisle seat. So probably like a hard, right on the hard cam there. Uh, as, you know as what? That's a great seat anyways. Those seats are even better. Yeah, because you're just high enough that you can actually have that that angle that you would get on TV. Yeah. I like that's pretty fun. I wanted those seats again for Arthur Ashe Stadium this year. Unfortunately, the pre-sale was an absolute fucking nightmare, and it sold out like in two seconds, and Ticketmaster is a piece of shit, and it wouldn't let me select the ones I wanted. So I ended up in the first the first uh, balcony. So not like where I was last year on the floor, but like the next level up. Yeah. It's, not that, it's still not that bad. So, yeah, it should be still a lot of fun. And uh, we also got tickets for the floor. We're going to be on the floor for Albany. 15 rows back from the from the ring. So Plus, it's, it's on that. I've only spent yeah. four three times for concerts, twice for Kiss and once for Def Leppard, and I never And they were only 40 bucks. It was 40 bucks to be on the floor for fucking AW at their debut at the Knickerbocker, the former Knickerbocker was, Arena, <laughs> home of uh, Royal Rumble from 1992. Oh, the 92 wow. Rumble was in that building, so that's going to be a fun show. Yeah, 40 bucks as opposed to the 300 I spent for the Kiss tickets. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, me, yeah, I spent like uh, over 150 on Paul McCartney recently, but yeah, Paul, Paul McCartney, man, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, that's pretty Paul much going to wrap it up. Yeah. Before we go, favorite Paul McCartney yeah. song, Beatles or otherwise. Oh man, put me on the spot. Favorite Paul, favorite song that Paul McCartney wrote. I okay, so if you're if you're asking me, favorite Wings song, uh, Jet is up there. there. Um, but in terms of like a Beatles song that he wrote, God, it's so hard, it's so hard to just say one, man. Like there's, it there's is. so many. I mean, uh, Lady Madonna comes to mind mm-hmm. for some reason. Hey Jude. Of course. Uh, my long favorite and winding was, road. The long and winding road. That's a great one. Uh, especially the non-Phil Spector ones. That's just weird. Yeah. Mine actually goes back to the very first album of the Beatles. I'm a big I saw her standing there fan. And when it comes to wings. I would uh, go. Um, was it baby? You're, baby, I'm amazed. Yeah, maybe I'm amazed. Yeah, that's that's tough. And of course, yesterday, like yesterday, is the the most covered song in music history. Yeah, Vermont Mike here uh, saying that in the chat as well. And yeah, speaking of Vermont Mike, I think we're going to be bringing back the wrestling trivia here uh, in August. So stay tuned for some announcements about that. And uh, Adelia very graciously put the link to the yeah. shirt. For, for Dax Harwood's daughter for to support that foundation, the American Heart Association Foundation. Uh, so make sure if you want to get one of those shirts, that's the link is here in the chat, and we'll put it in the comments as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us here today, Soda. What a show, man. What a way to go out here yeah. with Dave the Drop Picks. Uh, if you guys weren't aware already, if this is your first time watching the show, we will be coming back. We are going to go on a little bit of a break. Thank God this story broke this week and not next week. Um, but Because uh, I'm going to be on vacation for the next few weeks. But we will be returning on August 13th. August 13th, 2022, everybody. Coming up in a few weeks. It's Blokes of Wrestling. We're going to be back and better than ever here. Yeah. Just a couple of blokes talking to professional wrestling and all sorts of other stuff yep. here on this show. 
and it's a new were, era in professional wrestling. It's a new era over here on the Let's Get Ready Network. End of an era slash new era, and that follows us over here to LGR. And I am very, very excited, very, very excited for Blokes of Wrestling that will be coming back. Uh, it's basically just going to be the same show that we've been doing yeah. here as the Dropkicks, but uh, with a new name, new improved name and logo and music. That's the most exciting thing about me is I'm getting kind of sick of that thing that we have for every show, and, and I'm excited for some fucking rock and roll. And the new one we got. Rock and roll, man. A little bit of a tease, the one we got, it's a banker. It's fucking awesome. So looking forward to that one. And uh, wanted to shout out thanks to everybody, as always, for, for joining us here if you watch live. Or if you're watching on the replay. We have quite a few people watching on the replay uh, last week. So we really, really appreciate those that do that. Give us a subscribe if you haven't already. And join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash LGR Network. Uh, that is the link there if you want to join us. Patreon.com slash LGR Network. Link flashing on the screen right now. Uh, a dollar is, is the lowest tier, but if you want to support us a little more, it goes up to $15 tier, and you can actually be on a show. So uh, let, let me even offer that for this show. So if, we're, if you're really into pro wrestling, patreon.com slash LGR Network, $15 might get you a guest spot on, on uh, Blokes of Wrestling. And I will stuff. tell you, it'll get you a, 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 a nice compliment from Ferris. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it did. He me, did you remember that? He called me out in Discord. And I was like, I'm yeah. a I'm a subscriber. He's like, oh, well, in that case, thank you. <laughs> and, and so does. He became a Patreon. You, you actually get a compliment from I know. Ferris. Who it's, knew? He knew that the guy actually paid compliments, but he does if you join our Patreon. So we really, really appreciate your support there, as always. Uh, and, and if you can't afford to do that right now, I know times are tough. Uh, yeah. Just give this video a like, everybody. Just give a thumbs up on it. And subscribe to the channel. We really, really appreciate your support there. But Soda, any other final thoughts or any plugs before we get out of here and take um, a break? Yeah, so you can see me Monday coming up on our my friend 50 show on the Northern Entertainment Group, the greatest show in the galaxy, his Doctor Who show, where myself, him, and Snark we actually ranked the Doctor Who theme songs, and it was actually a really good conversation because we talked, you know, talked about musically and stuff like that. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, that's the next thing I have coming up. And then, of course, Wednesday, the squared slice. So, but other than that, just follow me on my Instagram and Twitter. It's soda underscore the underscore sax, man. Absolutely. And you know where to find me right here on the Let's Get Ready Network. As I said, this is going to be the last show that I do for a little bit. Um, hey, I, again, speaking of our Patreon, we're doing a family movie watch along tonight for The Princess Bride. So that'll be coming up Ooh, at nice. 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, so probably like right around when the ROH show is, is going off the air, uh, we'll be doing that. So if you join our Patreon, you can get in on those. Those are a lot of fun as well, these sort of watch-alongs that we do every month. And uh, yeah, guys, I'll be back in a few weeks. We'll be coming back for Blokes of Wrestling starting on August 13th. And then any given schmo day, we'll be returning uh, we had a lot of fun last week doing that show, just shooting the shit, talking about Yankees and Red Sox, and not necessarily throw down, but a bunch of other stuff as well. That'll be coming back on August the 14th. So keep an eye out for all that good stuff. Uh, Soda, thank you so much for joining me, as always. And uh, enjoy the ROH show, everybody, if you're watching that. And enjoy a new era of folks wrestling and Vince McMahon no longer being in control. Of let's hope there's a wrestling business for us to come back to in two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I'm hopeful about it, and I can't wait to talk about it more. Uh, we'll see you guys in August. Have a good one.
your 